Welcome to Oblast with Don and Kevin. It's March 15th, 2021. Uh, I'm Kevin. I'm Don. And we have a special guest tonight, Matt. Hello. All right. So Matt has joined us. He's a, you're a longtime listener, right? Have you been listening from the beginning or when did you start listening to the VGN? Not from the beginning. I picked it up, I'd say probably about five years after you guys started. But um, I went back and um, and listened kind of pretty much from the beginning. Just <laughs> screaming at my brother constantly. Poor no. soul. Yes. Yeah, a lot, lot of inner, a lot of uh, family arguments, a lot of, um, a lot of impressions of your mom, and yes, yes. yeah, Good a lot times. of that. Yeah, if you're new to Oblast Radio, we uh, created video game news radio back in 2004, and uh, have been started on Shoutcast and have been podcasting ever since. And uh, we have a lot of uh, people that listen to that show, and we had a number of spinoff shows as well. And it's nice always to have a, a, a person on like Matt here who has uh, um, been following us for a long time. Uh, we're gonna do a usual interview process here about Matt's life, uh, which uh, is part of what the whole Oblast theme is. And uh, along the way, we'll maybe hear some interesting stories and, you know, from us as well as Matt. And it uh, should, be, should be a good time. So, uh, <clears throat> Matt, um, so normally what I do is I say, you know, uh, what did your parents do, if, if you remember? And, and uh, um, or what do they do now, I guess you could say, you know, but and, sure. how, and uh, where they met and how they met. Do you, do you know that? Sure. So um, not detail by detail, but they met at work. It was yeah, a company know. called. Here, right, right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Not <laughs> I the, not unbuttoned the her blouse. And, and not no, the, biblical, on, the biblical details. No. Um, <laughs> you know, when two people know each other and really love each other, they uh, no. Um, <laughs> they met at a company called Neighborhood Legal Services. Oh, um, and my dad sold insurance and my mom worked for this company and they met. They were both. Um, they had recently separated from previous marriages. Oh, okay. Um, and then they had kids from previous marriages. So I, you know, I have half brothers and half sisters. Oh, okay. And um, and that was pretty much that. And on my father, um, well, where where were they? Uh, where where where, sure. where where? I'm sorry. Where was this company at? Like what? Like where? Uh, this where... was in Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh, okay. Pennsylvania. And that's where you were born. Yes. Okay. Okay. Great. Yes. Much to my dismay. And so were you um, the only child in this marriage or are you, do you have siblings? No, no. I have a younger brother. Um, his name is Morgan. He moved to Chicago about two years ago. I hear from him like once every six months. He's going through that phase where he's 28. I think he's like figuring stuff out. Right. So at this point, he's either a cyber terrorist or he is... <laughs> working for Greenpeace. I don't think there's like a middle ground. Um, he's one of those things. Uh, okay. Maybe both. Uh, Maybe both. And, and if this doesn't make it to the authorities, uh, I am joking <laughs> about the cyber terrorism. Uh, you never know. You never know. I, I know when I used to do um, side work for Murray and Sons, which was um, Eric Wolpaw and Chet Falasek, they had a website up and they wrote just a, they, they put a little graphic up on their website that, you know, wasn't, super popular but they put a little graphic up it was like a joke and it said something you know along the lines of uh, and you too could shoot the president and there was like a like a crosshair on like i, I think it was george bush at the time but it wasn't like a political mm -hmm. thing you know and uh the secret service came to their uh, office and asked them to take it down they were very oh, nice I, but uh you know th but they just <laughs> they're very nice about it yeah <laughs> like listen we're gonna have to arrest you unless you <laughs> take that down. Yeah, I mean, I know you know, we, uh, they, they understood yeah, it was a joke, you. but it was kind of like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, well, you know, just kind of, you know, you don't want to find out, you know, what'll happen if you're like, what if I don't take it down? And they'd be like, yeah. I never, I never did find out whatever happened to those guys. They just disappeared, and yeah. <laughs> so, so here's the thing: we rammed your door down, and uh, you're gonna have to pay for that. I hope you like Kool Aid on your lips. <laughs> <laughs> Prison forever. Hope you that. Yeah. So, uh, okay, and so your parents uh, lived lived in Pittsburgh. Are you in Pittsburgh now? I am. Okay. I go there occasionally for work now. Uh, I had never gone there until um, about a year and a half ago. 
Uh, and mm -hmm. I, you know, when we live, you know, in Cleveland, we're fairly close. I just Three never, hours. yeah, Roughly. never had the urge to go there for any reason. Not, <laughs> not, not that it's, you know, it's it, not sports related. Yeah, I'm right. I'm not a sports follower. You know, right. I, I had thought about watching a game at the Penguins, you know, but um, yeah, it's just I, funny. With you saying that, yeah, but I just you know it's it's actually pretty nice. I mean, I, not that I would think it wouldn't be, but some Rust Belt towns, um, even Cleveland, like Cleveland's nice if you know where to go. But like in the center of the city, Cleveland is kind of like I don't know. There's that public square and everything that they've kind of redone. And I I really need like, to go look at that because I haven't even seen it. But for the most the part, DMZ. when you're just in Cleveland, it's just like meh. It's just city. You know what I mean? And Pittsburgh's got some interesting. There's that one building that's like all glass or silver or something. And um, yeah, it's and it's got those bridges that are kind of cool. That, <laughs> See, but listen to what you're like. Listen to what you have to say to justify coming here right it's got you know it, 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 don't get me wrong i love pittsburgh i'm happy i'm from here but when people who aren't from here have to say well it's got you know that building and it's got those bridges and sometimes it's sunny it's like all right well it's time it's time to go yeah i just, uh, yeah, no, i get yeah. what you're saying but i you know it, it, i guess what though i my takeaway from it though is that i found it because it's like a steel town or ex-steel town just like you know. cleveland yeah, like Cleveland, but I thought it was a little bit nicer than Cleveland. And I don't mean that Cleveland's not nice. It's okay. Yeah. It's uh, different. <laughs> it's it's different, right? But I thought Pittsburgh, at least like when you're coming in as sort of a tourist type of thing, I thought it, it had it was nicer. Except for the way you guys have your uh your traffic on ramps and stuff like that, mm -hmm. like on and off. Like it's the most in like it's like two feet of like your on ramp is like two feet. It's like you're like at a stop sign and then you're just like hit the gas and you're just like, you're just bolting out in the middle of the, I don't understand yeah. it, man. I don't know how you guys don't get in accidents all the time over there. I, I, I did some work out there for my brother, like back when I was married and I was out there for a week in Pittsburgh and I didn't drive. I had somebody else drive me because I was like, I'm not, I never, <laughs> I, I, I never, not that I, it's not that I had driven there and was like, Oh, I know what it's like. This is going to suck. Sure. I was just like, I'm not dealing with it. I don't know what it's like. There's three rivers. There's a giant <laughs> mountain with a hole in it that you got to drive through. You're just like, that's what it is, man. It's it's built it's built according to the three rivers as opposed to a grid. Like you know, a grid follows logic, right? So, oh, this is First Street. That means Second Street's right over here. No, Pittsburgh yeah. is. Oh no, this is First Street. That means Second Street's you know three neighborhoods over <laughs> uh, through the bus lane. That's one direction on Wednesdays and another direction on Thursdays. It's, it's <laughs> It's a, it's a, I mean, granted I'm used to it, but if you're not from here, it's a disaster. Yeah. Every it's, time. it's crazy. Yeah. It's not the only city I've ever driven in. That's I mean, Chicago's really crazy too. And, uh, but Cleveland is actually pretty straightforward. Like we have this dead man's curve, which is kind of offsetting if you're coming into town. Uh, Cause you're just like flying down the highway and then all these signs are like, there's this big turn coming. <laughs> you got the rumble strips. It's just like, <laughs> Right. so many of them it's better just so pay quick. attention you're gonna yeah. slam into this thing and you yeah. can see every time you go around you can see like uh tire marks and scrapes and things yeah. on the side mm -hmm. the, up against the barricade thing <laughs> people don't people don't follow you know we don't we don't mess around here we don't mess around here we're like listen it's a dangerous curve like like if that barrier wasn't there like if if you just like kept going straight you go right into the lake right it's but, like they're like they're like, listen, this is a very dangerous curve. It's like, we got to make sure everybody slows down. Everybody's cool around here. It's like, well, so they, what, what's like, what should we call it? They're like, let's call it dead man's curve. So <laughs> they, they leave like the skulls of yeah. all the slain people yeah. along the road. Oh, that'd be awesome. time, so people, you know? people come to town and you're like, yeah, just go out past dead man's curve. And people are probably like, I'm out of here. Right. Yeah. Right. And then, then if you go out West, like people don't have like ice and snow out there. So they'll just like. Zoot, they'll like zip in between lanes, you know. <laughs> they're like, whoosh, they're like right in your lane, and then they're into another lane. And I just sit there, I'm like, yeah, you can't drive like that by us, man. You'd just be, you would be into yeah. the wall. Like, there's, you know, don't ever come east if you've only driven out west because you, you do not know what you're about to face when you mm -hmm. hit ice. It's crazy. Oh, yeah, they, they don't play here, but the, the, the winter here is because not only do people forget how to drive this city shuts down so and we're talking before covid so before covid if it snows they close businesses like six hours early but then they still expect the kids to go to school it's like the most backwards thing i've ever wow. seen in my entire life 
Yeah, we don't. We get lake effect, but we don't. We're not up in the mountains or whatever hills like you guys. So we don't. Our snow is not usually too bad, you know. Um, but anyway, we could talk about the city all day. So it, you know, Pittsburgh, did you go to uh, elementary school? Yes, yes, I went to um, it's um, East Hills Elementary. Um, that was first through fifth grade. Um, not, I, probably looking back on it, the best, the best time I had in school because it was the most like. It was a mostly black school and it was in um, a rough neighborhood at the time, but like all my, like my friends and I were so tight and I came from a mostly white neighborhood. The neighborhood I grew up in was called Squirrel Hill, which is primarily Jewish. I was raised in a Jewish household. So my mom is white. My father was black. Um, So I'm coming into this mostly black school as a biracial Jewish male. Um, (laughs) Really? Yeah. Yeah. I I know. I know there's, (laughs) There's wait, there's too many punchlines to count there. Um, and I found myself just really being able to get in any circle I want because of that. So Interesting. that was an awesome time. And then I went from there to middle school, um, Frick International uh, Studies Academy. Um, that was for middle school. And that was a little bit uh, uh, at that point, it was kind of like you could start to see. I, I, I'm not the person that looks for racism everywhere. It certainly exists. Oh, sure. Right? But I don't, right. I don't look for it everywhere. But that's when I started to see bits and pieces of it. Yeah, I think that's like um, a puberty thing, right? When you're like a little kid and everything, you're just kind of like, I love everybody and I want all yeah, exactly. of us to be friends and I will never be that way. And then mm-hmm. people get older and they're just like, you know, hmm, I have opinions. And, now, yeah. And, and, yeah, and then you, you turn, know you know. Them. 12, 13 years old, and you, you go to the school bus one day, and some kid's like, you black bastard. And I'm like, what? Like, <laughs> why, why did that happen? You right. Know? Yeah, that's not. Um, did you yeah, have, uh, but, how was your, uh, how were your grades? Good. Uh, let's see. I was a good student up until high school. High school is when I started, you, you know, you worry about girls and, and everything like that. And I remember yeah, I, I, I had, like, depression not. issues because I was a little, I was overweight. And, um, you know, I saw a psycho, I did that whole see a psychologist thing and they, they tried to tell me I was, um, you know, I had depression issues and blah, blah, blah. And, um, I went through that kind of whole phase. Now, were you, that, that's interesting to me, uh, cause I've, I've dealt with a lot of, um, mental health, uh, not, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. uh, did, did you, um, uh, did you gain weight when you, when you, um, got, or were you always like heavy? You know what I mean? Like when you were I, I was always I was always a chubby bastard, and um, and you just got depressed, like you, like maybe when you got you hit puberty, did you that started to weigh on you or something? Well, that's no weigh on you. But, yeah, but, hey, look, look at you. There it is. That was good. You don't need um, me here. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, I, I, a lot a lot of it was that I was for a better uh, like I was a sucker for love. Like I was always the kid. I was like, oh, I have a crush on you. You know, why won't you know, be my friend? And it was always, oh, you're, you know, I like you, but, you know, I'm going to go. I, I think even little kids back then smoked cigarettes and had leather jackets. I don't know. Um, but I was always like the friend of the girl. Sure. Right? Sure. And that, when you're already like overweight, that like stuff like that weighs on you. Right. So right. I can do it too. Yeah. Um, and um, yeah, no, I that, get it. That yeah. led to it. You know what I mean? Yeah, that that's interesting. So you so you kind of um now did you did you when you got into high school uh did, mm-hmm. did were you were you able to date? I mean, did you No, it was no. High school was high school like I was happy, right? Cuz I had my friend group um and I played football and I was on the I was in the marching band and I played football. So I didn't really like yeah, I was like, oh man, I, I want a girlfriend so bad, but at the same time it's like I was still playing like hold, hold on. 64. I was hold playing on. Goldeneye. Hold Go on. You, you were playing football and in the marching band. Well, you, were you on the field? And then when it was the halftime, you switched out? At halftime, I would do it. Yeah. Every once in a while. Not all the time. Shut, but I really shut the out. door. <laughs> Did yeah. you really? Wow. Yeah, a couple times. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, wow. That's dedication to you. I'd yeah. blow yeah. one of them was, off, you know? But. I wasn't great at, I mean, I wasn't great at football. Like I had, like, I'm like, I'm six feet tall. Um, and at the time I was like 250. So I was like a bigger dude. Um, and I didn't, I, I was cool with football, but I really liked the marching band. So I did both. Um, but I was happy just going to my boy's house and playing Goldeneye at that point because yeah, I had an established game. group of friends. Exactly. I had an established group of friends and it didn't like the, 
the lack of female attention didn't start to hit me until my friends started to get girlfriends. And then I was like, oh, wait a second. What the hell's wrong here? Right. And um, that's when it was like, oh, shit, I better do something about this. Yeah. Yeah. Goldeneye, I was actually just talking about that on Jedi Show. The the great thing about Goldeneye was that it was just like this, like, if you wanted a game multiplayer at the time, like, you pretty much had to have a PC that was fairly capable, and you had to do some, like, really tweaking and stuff to get into, like, an arena shooter. But, like, with Goldeneye, you could just get four friends together and a TV four controllers and have a great time you know it was, yeah. it was i think quake totally, was the other game totally quake awesome. was the game that was out at the same time yeah roughly same same deal yeah yeah uh, that that was uh that was n64 that was like it's um i don't know it was just a big deal for that for that system really it was a good selling point that nintendo capitalized on in a lot of ways they started to realize i think that there was a lot of a lot of room for like games like super smash brothers and you know mario kart and all that kind of stuff where that um people play games together at home and, and a lot of uh, the ways the PlayStation and the Xbox have gone, obviously they still make family games that you can play Mm -hmm. things like that. But those types of games were never of the same quality level as uh, um, uh, the ones that Nintendo put out. I think, you know, they're always just like, Hey, we've got a me too kind of crash (laughs) bandicoot or, um, uh, you know, uh, I forget what they called the the Microsoft (laughs) one, but, um, you know what I'm saying? Like uh, Nintendo it always maximized their uh, multiplayer. So I, th- I was always kind of nifty. It, there's actually a social component, even within my own life that, so those games forced you to be social and have friends. Yes. Right. And I remember, I'll never forget. I was a freshman in college when gears of war came out and that's when you can have like an Xbox party, you know? Right. And right. you could party up. Or no, no, I'm sorry. There were no parties. You had to be in a lobby and you had to talk to people and actually met friends through there that, you know, I ended up seeing later on in life. Now, when you can create your own private parties, people aren't social anymore. So they just go to their own like, close group of friends and then they, they, you know, they just end up talking shit on each other and, and, and that's it. So these games aren't social anymore. Goldeneye, Perfect Dark, those games, like you went to your friend's house you made like a thing of it that that's not yeah. a thing anymore. Right. Right. And that's a shame. Cause I, I think that, you know, I, I don't know about socializing with strangers so much. There's a lot of Jack balls on, uh, online. I, you don't need to talk to all those crazy people. Um, but I do, I do like the idea that, yeah, people could go over somebody's house and play games. And, and the, Wii kind of brought that back a little bit, especially with older people, you know, like my mom had a Wii, which was like really mm-hmm. weird, you know? And I was like, really? And she's like, oh, we play the sports with my friends. It's fun, you know? And you're just like, wow, it's just, okay, you know? But, it, right. you know, Nintendo had, uh, you know, an interesting market with that. Uh, um, they, they they got what they had set out to do, which was, you know, get get a lot more people playing. And then they decided to make, like, the Wii U, which was, like, the exact opposite. It was like, how can we make it so no one wants to play our games? Well, we yeah. can add this really complicated controller thing that nobody quite gets, and it's giant. And and then we'll we'll call it the Wii, Wii U to, to make people think that it's just the Wii with something else, so they won't understand what it is, you know. Nintendo, I don't know. And then, and then they try it again here with Switch, which they're like, look, you can take the controllers off and you can give it to one of your friends and you both can play like a game. And and then yeah. like then they say, all right, you know what we're going to do, though? We're just going to not do that anymore. We're just <laughs> yeah. going to sell the controllers like fused to the body of the unit. And that's... we're going to give you a game gear. <laughs> right. Basically. Right. Like, here's, here's these eight batteries. <laughs> here's her. Here's our new yeah. Game Boy Advance. Because that, that feature yeah. we came up with was just not so good. Yeah. I have I have a switch. Um, I think I've played it. I don't know, maybe nine, ten times. Oh, and I, and I, I have two kids. <laughs> and I played in, in the in the three years I've had it. We played it maybe ten times. Oh wow! Yeah, no, I play mine uh, occasionally. I, I I get a lot of uh, horror games for it. It's just a thing I'm into. And um, but uh, it I'm I'm weird because I'll play like a system for a while. Like I went back to the mm-hmm. PSP because I wanted to play a Silent Hill game, and sure. uh, that was weird too. Because that going back to like you know a handheld like the PSP, it's like it took those crazy discs, those UMDs, and <laughs> you know you put mm-hmm. that in there, and, and it's like this is so bizarre. Like why you know just memory card and everything, and, and so um yeah, so I play a lot of things. Like I'll be in the mood to play one game. I'm I'm one of those people though that's like. 
I've got all these games I've never played, you know, and I'm thinking like, I got to get back and play that game and I'll go and do it. You know, where other people, I don't know how they do it. Like they, they just give up on those games. They're like, yeah, I never got to that game and I never will. And it's just, it, I don't know. It freaks me out. It's like, I, I got to keep playing like everything I own. Dude, I got so many, I got so many like free games from, from PlayStation plus. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah. I haven't even like touched. I was just like, <laughs> like I haven't, I haven't even opened them. Like I haven't even like started any of them. It's just like, God, because then it's like every month it's like, oh well, I guess I would. You know, I'm not a big Tomb Raider guy, but if you're gonna give me the the, la- it's the free. last one, yeah, if you're gonna give me the yeah. last one for free, I'm gonna take it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I have, um, I'm the exact same. I have a whole library of Game Pass games. Um, the only one I played at length was Subnautica. I probably put like 85 hours into that game. Um, but other than that, I'll, I'll start a game. Like I, I, I just recently downloaded a Control because it was free, and I was like, I, I put like maybe an hour into it, and I was like, oh, uh, I'm good. I gotta go. I gotta go back to work now. You know, it just, Control yeah. Control is interesting. I just had to bring this up um, because, like, I, I recently got you know the Xbox Series X and the S and everything, mm-hmm. and um, Microsoft has this weird branding, you know, going on with 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 the Xbox stuff. And, um, you know, the original control for the Xbox one, it's, you, you see it and it's green, you know, the original case is green. It says it's for Xbox one and, uh, um, you know, but then they come out with like, oh, well the Xbox is coming out like the Xbox one X. And, and and so we're going to make like this new box label where it'll still say like Xbox one at, at the top, but then in this black, it'll say, you know, Xbox one slash Xbox series X. And, and I'm like, okay, so they are, there's enhancements for the Xbox Series X. And so you read the back of the case and it says, yeah, there's enhancements for, you know, Xbox Series X. And you're like, okay, so that's, you know, interesting that, you know, that's whatever. That's what you get. You, you buy the game and you can play it on Xbox One or you get some enhancements if you put it into the Xbox Series X. And so also, I'm just going to start calling it Series X, everybody, because like the name's too long. It's, just, um, it's so much, it so is. much to say. It's so dumb. But, so, okay, so, so, but I, I had this problem where I was like, and I was talking about this, um, maybe on Jedi show or maybe on an earlier Oblast, but I was, I was uh, talking about how the, how Microsoft is kind of like, they kind of quietly, uh, stop selling the, um, Xbox One X, right? And, uh, and so I was like, I think these games like this with this, um, branding xbox series x xbox uh one is just you know it's just the xbox one game and then that part that says it's series x is actually the features that were on one x because one x gave you hdr and gave Mm -hmm. you um you know more ram and more more features but but it had a frame rate issue it could only do 30, 30 frames per second and it can't do ray tracing but it gave you all these other things, you know, 4K, it gave you 4K gaming. And I felt like, okay, well, it's all inside this uh, inside this one game. And then, so just recently, though, and, and this is why I'm bringing this up, is they came out with a, in a, a version of Control in, in the case specifically for Xbox One uh, or Series X. And it, so like if you look at the two games side by side, they almost look identical in the cases. But if you look at the one that's specifically for uh, Series X, it says that it's 60 frames per second and has um, ray tracing in it. Mm-hmm. And so it's like – so Microsoft's doing this bait and switch. Like they're they're basically trying to tell everybody like, look, you can get these games. We have all these games for the Xbox Series, Series X um, that also work on the Xbox One. But in reality, what you're getting is – the the same game you're just getting the you know now you can play the modes that worked on um one x and so it's like they're it's like a sneaky it's like a sneaky thing that most people won't even care or pay attention to but i see things like this and i'm like i know what you fuckers are doing i know what you're doing and so you know it's like um um i remember when they did the re-release of killer instinct um and you could only get like 
six to eight fighters. But oh, by the way, you have to go through all these microtransactions <laughs> right. to get right to get like you know Jago or like this like this basic ass character. That there's no you don't buy. It, it, it's like you said, it, it's sneaky, it's shady. You can't buy like when I bought you know Castlevania for Super Nintendo, I got all of Castlevania for Super Nintendo. There was no no anything else and that's not a thing anymore it's like these companies look to capitalize in every single way they can right yeah they do and it's 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 unfortunate because you know and then they do eventually sell a copy of the game that has everything in it but um i don't know it it, it's like it's going to be weird in the future where like some games you'll be able to sell you know like on disc to people like in a classic game lineup type of thing and then other games are basically just like they sell you a box with a disc in it, but as soon as you put the disc in, it's like, yeah, you got to go online and download like five gigabytes of content, or you can't play this game. You know, you got to leave it on overnight uh, to, <laughs> right. to install this update that right. didn't come with the game. Yeah, I um, I'm Mass Effect is probably my favorite series of all time, and I know that they, they just re released their master version or whatever like that, and um, I, 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 I just can't just like I can't, I can't justify that. Because it's just like, come on, studios! Like you have enough money as it is, right? And I just can't play those 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 mining things with that little like car that you drove I remember around. Uh, you with know, the sandworms with yeah. the, the one or two sandworms on this empty planet. Yeah, and the one that hopped too, and the the later one, Mass Effect. <laughs> like I just I can't do those levels again, no matter how pretty they are. I just they've lost me on that. Take that part out because that then I'd maybe play it again, but I can't do that again. Uh, I would be. Enough. I would be you guys. I hope you guys bring back VGN Radio. It's still. It's clearly still in your heart. <laughs> uh, maybe it's, it's a scheduling thing. Yeah, and and he's clearly the only one playing video games. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move back. So, okay, high school. So yeah, you, um, uh, and you, your grades started to fall off because the girls. You you were seeing some psychiatrists or something or counselors. <laughs> Uh, mm-hmm. and, um, so what happened there? Did you stay in a funk all through high school or did you emerge out of that? Uh, my funk was mostly through high school. I really, I consider myself a late bloomer. I really didn't hit my peak until like, I shouldn't say peak, but I really didn't hit like that. This is what makes me funnier. This is what makes me cool until sophomore year or uh, I really, uh, freshman year of college, roughly. I, um, I started at uh, University of Pittsburgh, but at a branch campus. Hold on, um, hold on. Before you go to college, go just because I always sure. ask people this, uh, did yeah, you go yeah. to prom? Yes, I did. Okay, and was that a date or a friend? I went with just a group of friends. Oh, you went with a group of friends. Was it all guys? Yes. Was it was like a stag thing or? Like- no, no, I was the one. It was it was all guys. Most of them had dates. I was one of the. I think there were two or three of us that did not have a date, so we just said screw it, and we just went. That's cool. And and were you uh were you I mean were you drinking or anything back then? You know what I mean? Like how no. kids do? No. No. Just kind of hung no, out. I didn't. Yeah, I just hung out. Uh a, a buddy of mine ended up um uh, you know banging his uh his, his lady in in, a, in our friend's basement and they broke their they broke their toilet in the basement and they ended up, you know, flipping out and <laughs> fighting over it. It was pretty funny. Oh, how the hell do people break toilets, man? That's great. Like what the hell are Listen, you doing? There's <laughs> never, never mind. <laughs> uh, Don, you obviously have a story that you want. He, to he has something. No. There was something there. Listen, I've, let's just say I've broken a toilet. No, I haven't. I haven't. I just wanted to say something. Sorry. <laughs> sure. Uh, <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just trying to make. I'm just trying to get in. Yeah, no, I'm so, listening. So, uh, so, but you graduated high school. Yes. And your grades, yes. your grades were good at the end, or what? Did, what yeah, did, my grades were fine by the time I got out of there. Oh, and that gave you enough to to go to college, like, yep. Um, yep. and and uh, community college, university. What was it? University of Pittsburgh. Um, but I started off at a branch campus in a little town called Titusville, which is like an hour away from Erie, which I'm sure you're familiar with. Well, explain that to um, me because I'm not that familiar on that t- type of a process. So you went when when you say you went to a branch campus, what does that mean exactly? Like, why did you? So, do that? So most schools have main campuses, right? That's sure. where like um, major cities. So I started off at a branch campus because I kind of felt like if I start off at a main campus with, you know, like thousands of other students, I feel that like that wasn't going to, it was going to be too much for me, like sensory overload, right? Sure. So I wanted to go to a branch campus, which is like a more 
personal experience, you know, you have classes where there's like maybe 30 or 40 students versus 200. Interesting. Um, So that's, so I started there and that ended up being a big, big blessing. Why is that? Only because if I had, I know now looking back on it, if I had started off at the main campus, I would have just, I would have got drunk the entire time and just pissed around and dropped out because that's exactly what happened. My, my freshman year of college is when I started to drink and it was like, man, oh man, it was like a whole world being open to me. (laughs) I still, the, 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 my first hangover ever, um, me and my buddies, we went and we got, um, hurricane forties, which is a, which is a malt liquor. Okay. Um, We're familiar with malt. I'm not familiar with hurricane, but I, I know, okay. I know the forties well. So I'm with you. <laughs> oh, okay. Good, good, good. So you can get a case of these. So you can get a case of 16 of these for 10 bucks. Um, <laughs> right. So that, so that tells you the, the quality. Exactly. It's, it's very classy. The best very kind. Classy. Yeah. Best like, kind you can get. It's like laser <laughs> King Cobra. Wait, is, yeah, yeah, exactly. Or, um, this was like Milwaukee, you know, this Saint is like the beast's cousin, right? Yeah. Night was good. Um, <laughs> so we did a lot of that and we did a lot of, um, MD 2020. And, um, I had, I, I put away three of these things, three, three of these forties in like an hour. Um, and I knew I was in trouble. Not, not cause I'm some tough guy because I was trying to impress people. And I knew I was in trouble because by the time I hit the third one, it tasted like water. Oh yeah. And I didn't care anymore. And we were in a hotel and all I remember is passing out on the bed, waking up and someone saying, Oh shit, we have to register for classes. <laughs> and <laughs> really? Um, wow. Yeah. Bad time. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Well, you know, I was 17, you know, um, <laughs> And uh, I remember making it down to the gymnasium to sign up. My um, advisor was there and I sat down. The second I sat down, I felt something in my stomach that I'd never felt before. Mm-hmm. And I said, uh, can you please excuse me? And I got up and I ran to the bathroom and it was, I, I like, you, you, it's like, you know how you feel it start from the bottom and then just come all the way up. That, <laughs> it was that. It was that for about five minutes and like I went, a drum roll. Oh man. Cause I, cause I could start to see those black spots in my field of view. And I said, something's, you know, something's happening. So, um, that was my first hangover experience in college. I just, yeah, there's been many times where I've been hanging over that toilet, throwing up and then just being like, I'm just going to lay here by the cool, <laughs> cool toilet. <laughs> oh, that cool yeah. toilet. That's the best field in the world. <laughs> right. You're you're in there, and then it's like the first thing you do is you get down on like your hands and knees, and all of a sudden you're like, "Wow, my hands feel really good." Like, Maybe I should just lay on the ground. <laughs> it's so gross, but you're just yeah. so like, "This feels good. I'm just gonna lay." And it, yeah, because you have you have to make yourself throw up, yep. and it's like you have to you have to make that retching sound, and the next thing you know, you do it, and it's like none of it ever happened. It's like you're good to go again. Yeah. Until you Don't get older, play. and then it doesn't work as well. But yeah, when you're young, you you can spring back like no problem. You know. Oh my gosh, yeah, those are the days. That's <laughs> that's the best. Um, so uh, okay, um, but uh, did that imp- like you said that you know started drinking freshman year? Did that impact your um, uh, your schooling? Uh, my freshman year, the very first term. I got put on academic probation because I just wasn't like, I was just, I spent so much time dicking around. Sure. I was carrying um, 15 credits and my classes were Mondays, Wednesdays and Fridays. Um, but it was like my Mondays, like those days, it was like from nine o'clock. So six o'clock I had straight classes. Oh, right. Wow. Right. And um, Tuesdays and Thursdays were supposed to be the days where, you know, I got my work done and I got caught up, but it, it just ended up being more just drinking. Um, and I, that first term was like culture shock to me and I ended up getting put on academic probation. Hmm. But after that, it was like, oh, well, you know, this is embarrassing. Like this isn't, I have to do better. And it was, it was kind of like smooth sailing after that. But that initial culture shock was like, oh shit. Like nobody's forcing me to get this work done. You know, I didn't have my parents on my ass. Right. Right. I actually had to find it within myself. Like, you know, you got to step up paying for you to be here. Exactly. Yeah. You got to, exactly. you got to do it. Um, so when you went into college, uh, did mm-hmm. you have a degree in mind or were you going no. to just get your, you know, 
associate classes, let's say, out of the way and then start to focus on a major as you went through? Or how did that work for you? Yeah, um, I didn't have anything in mind. Um, I, I was really just kind of taking the core classes I needed to take and get them out of the way. And I figured by the time, um, you know, by the time I hit like my sophomore year, I'll figure something out. Were you working while you were in college? Yes. Uh, I was working at the campus bookstore. Um, and then after that, no, really actually, no, after my first year, no. Was that your first job or did you work in high school? No, uh, my first job was a security guard at the synagogue that I attended in high school. What kind of security do you need at a synagogue? Like, what's going hey. on? Like, somebody getting all irate in there? Or something? Hey, hey, listen, the irony is, is you need them now. With well, all the well, yeah. Oh, I get it. But, right. Um, so, really, just more like high school kids going in and out of there messing around people needed passes to get in people needed to show id stuff like that nothing like i didn't carry like a taser with the star of david on it or anything like that. <laughs> i wasn't you know what i mean i wasn't uh, you know, i wasn't Secret i wasn't society asking i wasn't asking people what religion they were when they came in or anything what's like your that. business here <laughs> on the ground yeah. do you believe in jesus oh you can't be here yeah, well it wasn't nothing like that that's interesting. So, um, okay. So a security guard, uh, did you get paid for that gig or was it just yeah. kind of, okay. No, it was like, it was like seven twenty five an hour. Oh, that's all right. You know, it wasn't too bad. Yeah. Um, so, um, and, and so you're in college, you, you work at the bookstore. Um, mm-hmm. and so what happens? I mean, where, where do you decide on a major or, uh, I didn't decide. It was more of, I had to declare my junior year. And what I declared was corporate and community relations, which is just, like a fancy communications degree. And that was only because the majority of my classes kind of fulfilled that. Right. That makes sense. Yep. It does. I I think that's why a lot of people end up with communications degrees, but uh, you know, it's still um, Jedi as a communications degree. You know what I mean? And uh, he's, he's doing all right. You know, Um, Larry, I think has a communications degree. Um, I don't know Mm. if Larry's doing all right, but uh, no, I mean, financially he's doing all right. (laughs) Mentally. I don't know. Right. Oh, I'm not. I'm the work I'm doing now has nothing to do with my degree. And I mean, we'll we'll get to that. I think, yeah, I think that's true of most degrees in general. People end up like becoming zoologists out of college, and then the next thing you know, they're they're like working on cars at you know, working on a bank. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Exactly. Um, Okay. So, uh, how long were you in college? Four years or Uh, five years? Five years. Okay. Five years. And you and you graduated. I did. And. Uh, what are that? What was that like for you? Like, were you um, interning straight to a job? What? what how did that transition go from you know school to career? Or I what? didn't get a job in my quote unquote field until three years after I graduated. I was at a company called EDMC, which houses several tech. Or at the time, it housed several technical colleges in the area, and I was part of an admissions team. Um, and that was my first job kind of more in my field, but it was like, it was hard to pass up cause it was paying 17. It was like paying like 17, 50 an hour. Sure. And I was, you know what I mean? I was 21 years old. Yeah. That's 22 at the time. So, um, I was still living at home with my parents and, um, yeah, those were, I mean, that, that was, it was good, but uh, unfortunately it started off with a lot of students calling in, just having questions about where to go and what class placements. But as the time went along, um, the, it, it became more outbound calling. It became more student retention. It became, well, why aren't you here in school? It was more, it became more sales-based and it just didn't sit right with me. I see what you're saying. Sure. Yeah. It's like, when you get that one job in your life when you're young and you're kind of like, this is it. Like, this is all I, I just, I got enough money to survive. Like, this is all I yeah. need and this is where I'm at and I'm, I'm good now. I can, I can survive. Like, that was a big thing with me because my dad took off when I was 19 and I, like, I had a roommate at the time and we were, we were making it, but, um, it was hard, man. When the car broke down or something, it was just like, uh, I don't know how I'm going to pay for this. And, you know, you got to call people up on the phone and be like, can I borrow a hundred dollars and then pay you back? And, you know, you end up, you know, just struggling and struggling. And, and but eventually, you know, it, it, I, I got a job where I could make it on my own, but even at times when I thought I could, and then I ended up like, 
having to get a roommate again. Like Don knows I had to live with Dan for a while, which was uh, our friend Dan, which was an interesting mm. experience. And, mm-hmm. um, uh, but then eventually, you know, I got back up and got it together and got out of that situation. But yeah, no, st- starting out work, it's, 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 it's rough that, to find something that pays enough that you can sort of survive on, you know, it's, it's like, um, I think every situation, like you could make, you could make a lot of money and if you don't like manage it well, you know, then anything can fall apart and cause you grief. Uh, but, um, I don't know. There's just that point in your life where it's like you go from like that sort of side part-time job to, to, uh, making enough money. Remember Anderson, when you lived in like Maple Heights or whatever, and you had like an apartment and everything. Oh yeah. Had my own place, two bedroom. Yeah. It was real, it was real nice. It's, it's, uh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Not anymore. Yeah. That was quite a long time ago. Yeah. Um, okay. So, uh, you were, you were doing that. And I mean, Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. so tell me about your career history then. Like, where did you go from there or are you still there? So no, 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 gosh, no. Um, so my father passed away while I was there. And when that happened, I just kind of went for a tailspin, you know, cause I was already, um, not happy at this job. And then he died and it was just like, well, fuck this. Um, and they, they ended up giving me, they didn't fire me. They gave me like a severance. Hmm. Um, it basically just let me go on my way. Cause they were also in legal trouble at the time. Oh, um, because the degrees that the schools were giving weren't warranting, um, jobs. So basically it was like fraudulent degrees is what they were getting in trouble for. Oh, hmm. Um, I, I don't know. If, I don't, I, I don't, I don't know the legality of me saying that, but it, there is existing. Um, don't worry. I don't think too many trial lawyers uh, okay, are listening cool. to this. Show. Yeah. Okay. Good. 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 Um, what is this guy's name? But, so yeah. So find him. so he. Pa- <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. So when he passed away, they gave me a severance, and I, I honestly I spent like the next I don't know like kind of like year year and a half like figuring things out. Sure. Um, I mean that then, that uh, did I mean other than a career situation? I mean did that did, when your dad passed was that uh, emotional for you? Was that a difficult time for you? That was the most difficult thing I'd ever like I to this point I've ever had to go through. Interesting. Um, only because it just, it was just so unexpected, and um, I'm a very spiritual person, so I, I'm also of the belief that like no matter what religion you prescribe to, like I believe I'll see him again, and you know. I, sure. That's that's kind of what, what gets me through. Um, so yes, the single hardest thing I've ever had to do. Um, and um, I, I, I worked little kind of jobs here and there. I, I had a job at FedEx for like two years. Um, I was also working at a shoe a, a shoe store called Littles um, in a neighborhood called Squirrel Hill during kind of throughout this whole time. It was my first. I, I, I missed a step here. It was like my first. Um, retail job i ever worked and they're like family to me so they always like let me do their website maintenance or they always let me um yeah no they were awesome and i I still see them i I, like i I met my girlfriend there oh great Um, so they are like that's that's always family to me um so i always kind of had them to help me um along but it was always like these little side jobs until i started temping which you know, is, is a whole other culture in itself. I temped at um, a couple of jobs here and there, um, PNC, uh, Towers Watson, um, until I got to Citizens Bank, where I temped for about six months. And I told my manager, I said, I'm better than everybody you have here. I'm just going to put it on paper and prove it. And then I got hired on. Excellent. Um, I got, I got hired on month seven. Um, but then you know, they started giving me the runaround about, well, if you do X, Y, and Z, we'll put you in this program and then we'll groom you for this and groom you for this. And I would do those things and I would hit those metrics, but they would never give me the title. That's, you know, let me rephrase. They would never give me the pay that's commensurate with the title. They would I give get, me the title yeah. and the additional responsibility. Right. Oh, but we can't make this move right now. So uh, it got to the point where, you know, you keep seeing these emails saying, oh, well, the bank, netted four billion dollars in profit last week and i'm like i can't i can't do this shit anymore right um banks are weird like i work at a bank and and it's weird because you you have to um a lot of times like 
the wage the way the wage system works is that like you make what you make and you've got to get into a better position if you want to make more right and you like you have to like advance uh into like you know how you said a title but like a you know you have to advance into a different you can't just like do a really great job at your current position and make a whole bunch more money because they're just not going to give it to you like you've got to right. you've got to move forward with your career and um but what like uh with the bank i work at you know the thing is is that there's like there's a cap on how much more you can get if you transfer over to another position like it's like 10 percent is like the max that you can get in terms of a bump but if you quit and go work at a different bank you know, um, th- that other bank is likely to give you a pretty good raise for the amount of experience you have and uh, the, you know, the, the knowledge that you, you know, and, and everything. And then you work at that bank for a few years and you do the same thing. You you And then you go back to the place you were at and suddenly they're giving you a lot more money. So it's like you've almost you're almost forced to do that. You're almost forced to, like, leave or um or just you, you know, you better be pretty happy with what you're making because that's all you're going to make. You know, cost of living increase, et cetera. Oh yeah, and, and that's exactly what happened. Was I had reached that ceiling, but you know, it was con- like there was always word. Okay, well, this bank is going to offer this, and I said, you know what? If I go to that bank, it's just going to be more of the same. Right. So I have to get out of this industry. So I ended up working um, for a nonprofit. That lasted about two months. Um, and then I went from that to where I am now. Um, I'm back with the University of Pittsburgh, but I'm not technically employed. Um, I'm in a fellowship. Uh, basically, I work for the Center for Urban Education. And um, my role there is that I, I'm a mentor to um, middle school children oh, wow. um, at Obama High School. Um, I, it's all virtual now, um, but I meet with them, um, at the minimum three times a week, Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. And I basically just help them. I talk them through their shit. Like I, I, you know, we, we have activities. I help them with their work. I introduce them to opportunities outside of the school. Um, and it's the most rewarding thing I've done up until this point. Wow. That's really, that sounds really cool. And uh, yeah, that sounds like a, um, uh, who is this Obama that you mentioned? No, I'm kidding. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's, that's really interesting. Uh, um, does that pay? Does that pay? Okay. Or no, I mean, is it enough? No, to... no, it's, it's more for educational purposes. Yeah. Everything else is just for like living expenses and all that stuff. So you're, you're not going to do this. I mean, or are you, I mean, you know, like, no, okay. no, this is going to go into, um, hopefully, either an EDD, um, which is, a, which is a doctor in education or an MFA, which is a master's in uh, fine arts, because throughout this entire process, I'm like, I'm learning that I want to be in a creative space. Um, like no matter what, when this is all said and done, because I, I'm like, I'm looking around and I'm seeing that like people are less and less creative. When you look at the content that's being put out there, it's just more about like shock value. Like, what can I do? to get attention or, or, you know, who can I push right. down the steps today? Or, you know, when I go to Walmart, who can I bother and then record, you know what I mean? It's just like, <laughs> it's like, it's I, true. I, I don't know when this happened, but it's, it's a thing. So that's, that's really interesting. So when you say creative though, what, what would you do? Like, are you talking like you're going to make video or are you going to do art? Uh, you know, like what, 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 where is that going? I don't, I don't I'm trying to grasp that. No, yeah, no, no worries. Uh, so eventually I'd love to be able to learn how to direct my own films. Um, I'm supposed to be getting a copy of Adobe Premiere here pretty soon. So I could teach myself how to edit video. Um, I did create my own website called freemixfeelings.com. That's where I like review, I review films, I review series, but every time I look at it, I think the most recent article I put out was about WandaVision. Um, but every time I read it, I get like that imposter syndrome (laughs) where I read it and I'm like, this is stupid. Nobody's going to like this. And then I get discouraged. Um, so that's something I'm just kind of personally dealing with. Um, sure. And then I, um, and then, uh, eventually i'm gonna have i hope to have my own podcast one day but you gotta you uh, gotta yeah you gotta take it from the the vgn crew you gotta just be like this is stupid everyone should like this 
<laughs> well, I, I remember I, I like years ago I hit you up and you you even on Facebook and you you kind of guided me through the process of like re- recording equipment and all that. And even back then, I was trying to use like Anchor and um, Podbean and all that stuff. And sure. I would record myself and I'd listen back and I'd be like, oh, like <laughs> this is the dumbest thing anyone's ever done. I, I'm, I'm this is stupid. Um, so it's just one of those things where I just have to keep pressing forward until until I'm just ready to just you know, release it. content. Right. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, I remember being a little kid with a cassette recorder. Be, Hi, everybody. You know, I wouldn't want to play that stuff today. But, um, <laughs> you know, it, 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 yeah, it, it, I don't, I've always just had a bit more of a, um, I just throw it out there. And I, when I worked with those guys from Murray and Sons, they were a lot more, they were refining things. And it works better that way. Like it does. Like if you take the time to do everything right and all the steps right, then you can um, get a nice, you know, finished product that people are going to like look at. And if they, even if they don't look at it, you have like a reference that you can like point to and say, I have this project and it didn't go where I wanted to, but it's very polished and it's nicely done. And and there's, there's stories in Hollywood, you know, um, uh, what was that show? Freaks and geeks or something that um, mm-hmm. where, where they, a uh, lot of people were involved in that and, and it, it should have been successful, but it wasn't, you know, and, you know, but that's an example of, of um, uh, something you can point to and, and yeah, have it, you know, somebody put effort into it. And, and there's a lot of things out there that don't have a, a whole lot of effort put into it, but yeah, I'm just, um personally more just about quantity than quality. I just dump all kinds of garbage on the internet and see what sticks. No, I don't know. I, I, I do want to be able to do um, more, but I don't have the time. I mean, it would be nice to be retired in a way and just work on things all the time so I could spend the hours necessary. Go ahead, Don. I'm sorry. What? Oh, you you kept making noises like you wanted to say something. And I thought, oh, I, no. I thought you were going to talk about I, your time. Did I make a noise? Tell us about that time you were in prison. No, oh, I don't <laughs> kidding uh no no but yeah okay so well that sounds that sounds pretty good so you're um you're you you mentioned you had a a girlfriend now is that like the first girlfriend you've ever had so you're just constantly like whatever you want dear yes yeah whatever you say i'll get you whatever you want you know no no, uh, we're not (laughs) we're not at that place um (laughs) when, when we first started dating yes I was definitely like, you know, just, just that guy. But after <laughs> we're going on 10 years now. Oh, terrific. Uh, yeah. Uh, it's, it's more like these, these walls are thin. So, um, it's, more, <laughs> it's, it's more like, um, we know. it's more like choose your battles. You know what I mean? Yeah, so one of the things, she's oh, yeah, hear what you're yeah, saying. all of a sudden she's going to start listening to, to, to the shit I listen to now. <laughs> she's in the room. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, years I've been begging her to be interested in what I'm in and now she wants to. Um, no, um, it's more like choose your battles. Right. And for me, I'm very prideful mm-hmm. and learning to set that aside, I think is one of my biggest accomplishments, you know, because you learn just the, 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 the greater good is, Oh, all right. No, you got that. You got this one. And then you just move past it. Yeah. No, that takes, that takes strength. What you just said. <laughs> oh, I, I, I don't, oh, yeah. I don't have that. I have like, I get into fierce arguments. Um, that's probably why I've never been married, but, uh, you know, uh, I had a girl live with me, Donnie knows. And, mm-hmm. um, she came into my apartment and, put up everything she liked and took all my stuff. And I don't know what she did with it, burned it or something. And the whole house was hers. And I, ever since that ever happened to me, I've had this like thing where like, if somebody touches my stuff, I get really upset about it. Like, it's just like, you know, I don't know, Anderson, you had a kind of a same similar thing where like with uh, your ex where um, you had to like sell all your stuff. (laughs) I I lost, I would be lucky if I got to sell it. Most of it, most of it was like, "Hey, uh, what happened to that Kiss T-shirt I had? I don't like that one, so I threw it out." Like, Wait, what? <laughs> yeah, Stuff like that. it's just like it's hard. It's a, so to be able to to be able to take it, you know, like that. It's it. People don't know, but it takes some strength. Uh, I, my thing is, is I, I'm a smart ass, right? So some like every once in a while, I'll catch myself saying something out of the side of my mouth. 
and it's like i know I, i'm the intention is to is to, to dig just deep enough where now you have to react right so I, i'm 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 a pro at that but it, it takes a lot to get me there because I, honestly i don't know I, I built up such a thick skin there's there, there's not too much that can that can take me there especially because it's like when i come home after dealing with the world's bullshit i'm not like that's home to me you know what i mean that right. i can't i can't bring that stuff home i mean i can't so it's just about peace it's just about maintaining my my sense of peace and balance so no, you've no been together what. uh 10 years uh yep, yep. marriage yeah uh that that will be uh very very soon okay well good for you so do you plan to uh, have children we have well i have two um, oh okay oh well then i have uh, a- Move that along then. Speed it up. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. No, I know. I know. Um, and they're, they're both blessings. I, I, I don't differentiate other time, any other time, but for the sake of the podcast, I will say, um, one is through the relationship and the other is my biological daughter, but I don't like, I never felt the need to defend or differentiate between the two. Oh no. I, I totally understand that. The the only steps in my house go up and down. That's what you said. Exactly. 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 And, um, that's just been, I mean, that's the best thing to me. Yeah, no, that's it's terrific. That. Yeah. yeah. Uh, does she work your wife? Yes. Our wife. Yes. Keep saying, keep saying, no, no, keep saying wife that, that she'll, that, that'll be the only part she hears and that'll be fine. <laughs> um, she's already listening. She's got a glass on the wall. She's like, these exactly, walls yeah. are really thin. Old, old school, old school glass on the wall. She's um, like, oh, that's what he thought. That's what he, oh, we're getting married. All right. Sweet. Uh, does she still work at the place you met her at or no, no, oh. no, 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 no. She works for, a, um, she works for like one of these medical, uh, medical places where you have to call and schedule patients for appointments and stuff like that. Oh, okay. And she's, we're, we're both working remotely right now. Yeah. Well, I think everybody, a lot, a lot of people are Donnie's not Donnie. Donnie's no, everybody else's there. lifeline. I'm out there. I'm yeah, in the so middle of it. Damn shame too. He's a, damn shame. He's a, what, what a, uh, essential worker. Yes. I got a letter. Did you really? I, I got a letter that states that. <laughs> That's awesome. You have yeah. to keep that and frame it one day. That you tell and your yet, great-grandkids I, that your, your great-grandfather I, was an essential worker during the big I, plague. of. I, and I still have yet to get pulled over so that I can use it. <laughs> yeah, you never will. Yeah, this, so listen, that, that whole thing. I actually, I just got the first shot of the vaccine. Oh, congratulations. Yeah, so. Which one? And I, and Which I got one it is because it? I'm an educator. Uh, Pfizer. Oh, good, good one. Yeah, works yeah, good yeah. against so, variants. Well, my mom has COPD, mm. and I'm around her like three, four days a week. So that's not something I play with. Great. Okay, so um, we're gonna we're we're heading uh, near the end here. Um, future, tell me what's it hold for you? What would you like to see yourself in, like, say, twenty years? Um. In 20 years, no matter what I'm doing, I just want to have the freedom to travel where I want, when I want. Okay. Well, they might not let you in some places, but... Uh, <laughs> no way. I, I, I'm pfizer up. I can get it anyway. <laughs> That's true. No, I know. It's the way things are going these days. But, okay, great. Great. All right, Matt. Well, it's uh, been awesome talking to you. And um, Absolutely. for everybody out there that's listening, uh, if you want to... Um, Find out more about the podcast. Uh, you know, we're on Facebook under uh, Oblast. Something. Yeah, I don't know if it's under Kevin's Oblast or whatever. Uh, and um, you can find our Patreon at uh, patreon.com forward slash VGN as in video game news. <laughs> Donnie, Donnie was like, why do you say Victor Greg Norman? It's just video game news. It's like, yeah, you're yep. right. I'm dumb. Um, and uh, yeah. And, and you can find uh, more information there uh, with our Patreon. And uh, just keep listening, you know, and we'll have some more shows. Also, if you are a current patron, I just wanted to mention this. Uh, we did do a show uh, last week, and that's between the Jedi show and uh, this show. And so if you are a patron and you have not heard that show, you need to use your custom RSS feed. Otherwise, you will not hear it. So if you have problems figuring that out on the Patreon website, um, come talk to me. Uh, send an email to oblast at vgn.us, and we'll help you out. There's also the, uh, the first episode of the Donnie Diaries. 
that are on there. And uh, that's also for patrons only. So you've got two shows that you can listen to. Don's working on another uh, um, Donnie yeah. Diaries. Uh, we yeah. won't have a patron only show uh, for a couple of weeks from now because we've got uh, at least two to three more interviews coming up. And if you do want to get interviewed, send an email to oblast at vgn.us and uh, we'll have you on like we had Matt here. And, uh, you know, it's a quick hour. We'll get right through it. Matt, uh, before I uh, end the show, though, was there anything else you wanted to uh, pitch, talk about, say, et cetera? Yeah, no. Um, I'm also on a podcast called Making Sense with Taj every Friday at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard. Um, so check us out. Um, if you go to freemixfeelings.com, don't judge too harshly. It will be better eventually. Um, but uh, check me out. And uh, that's it, man. Just all, all, all love. Everyone be kind to each other because it's ugly out here. Absolutely. Right. You've been listening to Oblast with Don and Kevin. If you'd like to write into the show, send an email to oblast at vgn.us. That is VGN as in video game news. And be sure to check out our Patreon page, which is at patreon.com forward slash VGN, where you can get all of our shows, our videos, and some musings. Uh, be sure to tune in each week for new episodes on our Patreon page or every other week on the public RSS feed that you're subscribed to now. Thanks for listening, and good night. Peace.